This is Sports 180. Thank you for being with us as we continue on this Wednesday afternoon with Eric Kane. I'm Josh Ward. You can always find us online, 991thesportsanimal.com. You can listen on the WNML app. And if you go to the website, you can check out mock drafts updated this week heading into tomorrow's NFL draft, getting ready for the first round and our mock draft and draft coverage. Thanks to UT Athletics, allvols.com. We now welcome to the show Vince Ferrara. Vince, uh, good afternoon. Appreciate you taking some time as we're now heading into the final 24 hours leading up to the first round. It seems like a lot of the conversation is around Tua Tungavailoa and Justin Herbert. So why don't we start there? What do you make of those two guys and their draft position? What do you think happens with those two quarterbacks tomorrow night? Well, I think it's uh, to me it's much a, of a decision to make. I would go Tua all day. I think there's risk in Justin Herbert, even if he's healthy, clean, and would be a, a great face for your franchise. I, I don't know. I don't feel confident that. He is going to be a great NFL quarterback. I think a healthy Tua Tungavailoa will be. And so, I'm, to me, there's not – Herbert isn't safer than Tua because there's risk in both. I'm not going to be the guy that watches Tua have a Hall of Fame type of career in the NFL, and I passed on him. Uh, I'm not going there. I'll take the chance with the health of Tua. He, he and Burrow, I think, are – difference maker, elite, special talent. I, I, and the NFL misses out on about two-thirds of their first-round quarterbacks uh, since 2010. So I, I'm taking two uh, all day long. Vince, in your 2.0, you have Chase Young going second overall, as do most mock drafts out there, to the Washington Redskins. Josina Anderson of ESPN is reporting the Redskins very much open to uh, trade back out of that number two spot. Uh, reported that a team in the, has already has a deal in place uh, if they wanted to pull the trigger. Do you see the Redskins? Do you see the Lions or the Giants, uh, any of those three, moving out of the top five? I, I don't know why anyone would, to be honest with you, um, unless it's just that they maybe have the opinion that some do, that Chase Young is the best player in this draft, and they view him like others might be viewing getting that franchise quarterback. But So I, I would think that that's why anyone would, would trade up would be for Chase Young and not for one of the quarterbacks because, uh, you know, unless they everyone's afraid that someone's going to get to three with the Lions to get them, I, I don't, it doesn't seem like the, that's where you need to go to get one of those quarterbacks. You need to figure out the Miami Dolphins. But, uh, look, during this period, Kane, you know this, there's – there's a lot of posturing. There's a lot of false info. I think the whole Justin Herbert discussion over the last couple of weeks in that the Dolphins may like him and a lot of people's mock draft switching to him, uh, to me that, that smells fishy, and I think that's a lot of that false information that's put out there to send people a different direction. You know, Maybe the Redskins want to see what kind of trade, crazy trade offers they're going to get. I don't think this is going to be one of those drafts where – people are, are just going to give up their entire draft and future picks and just sell the sell the farm to to get to one spot. I don't see it being that way. Uh, could be wrong. I mean, last year there were eight trades in the first round. The year before there were 20. So it could go a lot of different directions. But uh, my guess is they'll be more conservative and they, they won't get that value there. But, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's probably a lot of posturing in that situation. 
Vince Ferrar is on with us. Check out his latest mock draft at 991thesportsanimal.com. Our NFL draft coverage, thanks to allvols.com, UT Athletics. Uh, what do you think of the wide receiver position in this draft, which has gotten a bunch of attention, including uh, local guy, T. Higgins, where he might end up in the first round or not, but where he kind of falls in with these uh, this talented group of receivers? Well, obviously, Josh, as you know, and has been talked about very deep, at that position, and I wonder if that's going to force some of those guys, once you get past the top three in Judy, Ruggs, and Lamb, if teams are going to pass on those receivers, go a different direction with their draft pick and say, well, we can get a receiver later on. There's not a big difference between, say, a, a Jefferson or an IU versus you know, Jalen Rager or anyone else that you might be able to get in the second round. So uh, I I wonder how that's going to play. Or if you have a guy that you rate higher than everyone else seemingly in that group, you go get him while you can. I have seven wide receivers in the first round, and certainly it can it can go less than that if teams do decide to go different directions. As far as P. Higgins goes, I really like him too. He has his detractors. Uh, because he maybe doesn't have the top-end speed that teams might be looking for, or at times he can be quiet, but he can make those splash catches. The catch radius for a quarterback that maybe isn't the most accurate, uh, I could see him being a really nice fit with his catch radius for a San Francisco 49ers. And Jimmy G can get the ball in the area, but he's not always right on point. So he's a guy that can help you out from that area. But I think the 49ers will go a different receiver and be in a position to get one of the top three. Uh, so I, I would be surprised if they're still looking receiver when they get to, to Higgins. But I'm guessing the the 20 to 30, 20 to 39 mark somewhere in that in that range is probably where you're going to see Higgins. The the Eagles could use a receiver for sure. The Vikings are another team. I actually think you'd be a very good compliment to Adam Thielen with the with the Vikings. And there are a number of others that could go receiver, but uh, I think that's kind of his range in the in the low twenties and potentially could get pushed into the second round. But I don't think with his talent he'll last very long into the second round. Did you look at the Tennessee Titans picking at 29 uh, in my mock drafts, uh, both of them that are up at 991dsportsanimal.com. I'm taking Austin Jackson. That was my 1.0 offensive tackle. In my 2.0, I took uh, A.J. Uh, Epinesa of the edge out of Iowa. And then I see here in your 2.0, you have Ross Blacklock. I mean, that's three different positions. Um, Tennessee has a couple of needs, and I think it's a situation where they can sit back and take the best available player um, you know, moving forward, what, what do you think Tennessee's mindset's going to be there picking at the very end of the uh, the first round? Yeah, Eric, it's the Titans are a very interesting team because they can go a lot of different directions, as you mentioned. And we we listed three different positions, and maybe the one that comes up the most when you talk to people in the Titans organization is cornerback. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is will there be – a high enough level cornerback there sitting for them. If a Christian Fulton is there, I think you can certainly go that direction. Mike Keith has uh, said on Sports Talking to me that he thinks they need multiple cornerbacks. But he also emphasized the fact that John Robinson has put himself in a situation to where he doesn't have to take any one or go any specific position. And that's where you like to be because then you have options. You have options to move up or down. 
down to me would be a more likely option if they get out of that 29 spot. But it just depends on how the board sits at the time. I think, even though Jeffrey Simmons is going to slide into into that Jarrell Casey role, I think with Simmons having some injuries in the past, plus when they don't play just the two-down linemen, which they did a lot last year. They went multiple uh, linebackers. They added a linebacker and a DB in their nickel sets and really only had two true down linemen at times. But to have flexibility and some depth, I think they could use a Ross Blacklock. I actually had him taken just about a week A in my 1.0, very similar type of player to Blacklock. Some think Blacklock is a little bit better player with his first-step burst. But I think Matabuike from Texas A&M is a very good run stopper, very similar, very athletic for his size, just like a Jarrell Casey was. So I think either one of those two guys would be terrific and would add to that depth that you need. But certainly O-line, so where maybe you can keep Dennis Kelly in a swing role instead of having him start if the tackle you take there is ready to go. So there's a lot of different directions they could go. But I, I would not be surprised one bit if they're trading down, adding value, and then getting the same kind of guy that they might have taken at 29 early to mid in the second round. I think they're in a position to to have all those options on the table for them, depending on how the board looks. Check out Vince Ferrar's latest mock draft at 991thesportsanimal.com. Vince, before you go, the big news item in the NFL from the last 24 hours, Rob Gronkowski uh, coming out of retirement and being traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So now you have Brady and Gronk down in Tampa. <laughs> Thoughts on the, the move yesterday and what it potentially means for the Buccaneers offense? I think more parks in the city of Tampa better be on lookout because you may have both of those guys, not just Brady out there. Uh, in those parks, and that that took them off the hook a little bit with the Gronk news. We weren't talking about Brady being the worst human being on the planet by actually going to a closed park and the city of Tampa putting him on blast, which is kind of lame. But, uh, you know, obviously it adds to the weapons the Bucks have on offense, and then you have that kind of leader in Tom Brady being there. Gronk's got family there. Uh, just a Bruce Arians is a guy that is so desirable for a lot of players to play for. He is the polar opposite of Belichick, obviously. And then just the fact that Brady is there, warm weather, all the everything they got going on. I like the fact that the Bucks are going for it right now uh, and not trying to set themselves up for post Brady. You figure that out next year. You go for it now. Uh, we'll see how the draft plays out, but I, it's a an unbelievable move and uh, i saw our sister station in tampa tweet out their producer caller screen and every single call what what do they want to talk about gronk 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 and that's no surprise brady just absolutely set them on fire in terms of of excitement and gronk's doing similar things now and uh, i think he's a great addition there to that that bucks offense they gotta help help the defense get a good running back in the draft and they'll be right there in the nfc yeah, Gronk, a monster on the field in an offensive game plan, a monster for sports talk radio ratings as well. So big news down there in Tampa. Uh, we will have live draft coverage tomorrow night all the way from beginning until the end of the first round. Uh, Vince, what else is on 991thesportsanimal.com right now for fans to check out leading up to the start of the draft? Yeah, just added a video with all of us that are doing mock drafts. We, there's a, a video compilation with all of us sharing who we'd like our teams to take 
in the in the NFL draft. That's a, a really cool video that is up. You can also find it on our YouTube channel. Uh, just search for 99.1 The Sports Animal. So all the visits that we're doing on each other's shows and talking about it uh, and everybody's mock drafts, 1.0 and 2.0, they're all there for the staff. And um, and it, it's, uh, it's a ton of content on that central page. And then obviously we're doing so much more, doing a bunch of Zoom videos, blogs from Jimmy Himes with his visit from Greg Sankey, uh, a ton more content every single day. I just go to that Vols tab, and you can get to all the, the stories there and obviously everybody's podcast as well. So make it a daily visit, 991thesportsanimal.com. Hey, Vince, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll continue to uh, be in touch, all of us, getting ready for the draft tomorrow and uh, after the fact as well. Thanks for hopping on with us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, looking forward to, uh, to the coverage tomorrow night, and thanks for having me, guys. Have a great day. It'll be fun. Vince Ferrar on Sports 180 right here. And all guests, remember, join us on the Stanley Fencing and Gates Hotline.